Welcome to Raising Globetrotters. I am so excited for this one today. This is such a big one. How your ex is making you crazy. Oh my gosh, those triggers. I work with so many clients and myself included. It's just tough to co-parent. I don't care how well you think you're doing it. If you break up with somebody and that person has to stay in your life, probably on a daily basis, it's triggering. I get it. Believe me. I know what it's like to get that text or phone call or email from your ex and be sent into a spiral of triggered emotion, whether it's fear, anger, grief, or a mix of a whole bunch of emotions. The experience is horrible. You don't know how to function and it can take days, if not more, to calm yourself down and feel like yourself again, right? It just throws you off your center. If you have to continue a relationship with this person, you have kids, you know, you may not have had enough time to recover, right? Like I said, in a normal breakup, you take time away, time to reflect, recover, reevaluate your life. You get to, yeah, reflect on the right and the wrong in that past relationship, recover from the hurt and the pain and the resentment from both sides and reevaluate. Do you want another relationship ever again? And even if you do, how do you want things to be different? This process takes time. And you don't get that when you have to co-parent, when you divorce somebody or break up with somebody and you still have to keep them in your life. If you have an ex that you have to continue to communicate with regularly, how do you still go through the process of getting over the relationship? Most likely this person is continuing to trigger you and add new things that are making you resentful, frustrated, and angry. I just had a situation over this Thanksgiving. My ex sent me an email that threw me completely off balance. I was triggered on many different levels and completely unable to even think about responding in a reasonable way, but he needed a response. It was about the holiday and planning and logistics, and there had to be communication there, right? So we get this communication and we can't just, oh, I'm going to ignore this until I feel better, right? It's usually about your kids. It's about important things. It's about timely things, and you have to get back to this person, but you're so triggered. This used to happen to me a lot more, especially when we first separated. And I wasn't expecting to be so triggered by an email from Alex. So what did I do? I called two of my closest friends and read the email to them to gauge if there was anything overtly offensive about the email. Obviously, they both agreed wholeheartedly that the email was innocent and simply seeking information. Now you might be thinking, oh, what unsupportive friends, but no, no, not here. I needed a second and third opinion to validate what I already suspected, which was my reaction was a disproportionate to the situation and be completely my own poop storm. Neither of them found anything in the email that was rude or manipulative or mean. He just wanted information about Thanksgiving. That was it. So what happened? I was overwhelmed. That's what happened. I was already overwhelmed when I got that email, planning for the holidays with all of the family, cooking all the food, 
homeschooling the kids and working. So when the email came, it was simply the straw that broke my back, right? It was the button that pushed my trigger response, right? Why now? Why this email? Because I have unresolved history with this person, right? Why wasn't an email from somebody else? Because there's a history there, past anger, resentment, frustration, whatever that you might have with this person that you need to work through, right? So it's that history with that person that can trigger this past response. And because I wasn't even thinking about it, I wasn't aware of it, and I was completely overwhelmed, I got triggered, right? I've done a lot. I mean, a lot of work in this realm, working through past habits, behaviors, patterns, resentment, anger. So what specifically was different about this? I was overloaded. I had too many irons in the fire and I wasn't taking care of myself. And that's what was being triggered. This is a pattern for me when I'm in relationships. I tend to be over-pleasing and caretaking. And so when my ex, who I used to behave this way with, emailed me, right? When I got this email from Alex, that part of me that was already feeling overwhelmed for over caretaking and not caring for me freaked out, right? Like I thought we learned this lesson that we're not going to do this pattern with this person anymore. He had no idea that I was overwhelmed and it's not his job to know. It's my job to know and to choose differently and to take care of myself. I was back in my old habit putting others first. This was a very unfortunate, self-inflicted pattern in my marriage. I would take care of everyone else first and then feel resentful for it. Really fun, right? So here I was yet again, pleasing everybody around me. And when this person from my past came in and reminded me that I don't like when I act this way, that reminder freaked out. My whole system shut down. I was unable to see clearly. I had to call my friends and have them confirm my crazy. That's how crazy I was feeling. I didn't even know who I was for like a whole day. This triggered state had nothing or hardly anything to do with my ex. It was me. It was my parts telling me that I was falling back into old patterns and exhausting myself. The trigger was a huge stop sign saying, hey, don't say yes to one other person. Stop everything and check in, slow down. What do I need right now? What do I need? It took me three days to feel able to respond to his email. And again, I had my friends check my email to be sure I wasn't responding from my triggered state. Yes, they had me rewrite the email multiple times. <laughs> Even now when I talk about it, I can feel my inner voice saying, oh, I can't take care of anybody else. And so this is how it is. We've got these old patterns that we may think we have resolved in our present, but they still get triggered and we can still get overwhelmed and get busy and fall back into these patterns. And then we get communication from this person that we used, used to behave in this yucky way and we get triggered, right? Does this sound familiar? When you're co-parenting, you don't have the luxury of recovering from your relationship. So you have to stay in that relationship and continue to get triggered. I was lucky this time in that I had a few days before I had to respond, but that's often not the case, right? So what do you do 
then when it's like about pickup right now or in a half hour or something, you know, who's doing what for dinner, where, where are things going to be happening right now? And you can't ignore it. You have to respond. So there are a couple of things you can set in place that I've done and it significantly reduced my discomfort with communicating with my ex. So one is how do you communicate with each other? So you got to pick one text, email, voice calls, one and only one. This way, you know when and how the communication is going to arrive and you limit this person's access to you. So my ex is a really great person. I'm very lucky. I take full responsibility for all my triggers and all my behavior. I need to be communicated with in a specific way. Otherwise, I get triggered. That's on me, right? So it might take some time to figure out and you might, you know, forget, oh, I texted you and we were only going to email. So give yourself a little bit of time with this. But for me, texts give me anxiety. It's like someone's jumping into my life and demanding I stop what I'm doing and pay attention to them. That's how I feel, right? I'm owning it. I'm the crazy one. So as an over-pleaser, texts are not a good way for me to communicate with my ex. So we email. And I only check those emails on my computer. So I cannot respond quickly on my phone. I have to sit down and read it. And I wait at least three hours before responding. And I don't respond or check my emails after 5 p.m. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. It's just not a good place for me to be writing emails to my ex from there. So if this sounds insane, maybe, but it makes me less insane than leaving every communication door open. If this was a regular breakup, you would block their number, stop seeing them, stop following their social media, generally tell your friends to please, you know, give you six months without having to talk about this person. You can't do these things with your co-parent ex, but you can do some of them. And so choose the ones that you can do. You can limit the communication pathway. You can say, I don't answer phone calls, but you can text me anytime you want. Or when you send me emails, they get lost and I get so many texts, please just call me if you need to talk to me, right? You can communicate this to your ex in a way that this is just the best way for them to get in touch with you. You're more likely to respond and you're more likely to respond (laughs) in a reasonable way. So it's really, really important to try to limit that. You can also, right, tell your friends, let's just, you know, if I'm talking about my ex a lot, please remind me, hey, do you really want to be talking about this right now? Do you want to change the subject? And the most important one is you can stop following them on social media. So if you are being triggered by your ex, we're not talking about if you have this amazing relationship with your ex. We're talking about if you are not recovered from your relationship and this person is triggering you, how do you get less triggered? Stop following them on social media. I mean it. Stop it. Right now, stop following them. If you think that you're going to be able to slowly reflect and recover from your relationship so that you can react differently, then you need space. You need to be able to clear your life of this person in every way possible. You're still parenting together. That's a must do. What else is a must do? Maybe talking finances until your divorce is finalized. Who knows? But there shouldn't 
feed that many more things on the list of what the two of you need to communicate about. So limit what you talk about. You don't have to give them information about anything that's not on that must communicate about list. If it's about parenting and they're with the kids, sure, they might have a question for you and you need to respond. But if you're with the kids and they're trying to call you at nine o'clock at night, that's not a time for them to get in touch with you. You can talk to them tomorrow. You're already with the kids. So be really careful about where can you set boundaries? Where can you set boundaries with this person? So you're giving yourself space. So social media is a big one. Do you follow every person that you work with on social media? Or how about the other parents in your community, right? You don't need to follow them. Maybe you do follow all of these people, but you probably don't look at their feed every time you're on social. The same needs to be true with your ex. Give yourself the gift of not having to see this person any more than is absolutely necessary. Social media is triggering enough without having to see your ex and stay in the specifics of their life that have nothing to do with you. The more you can let go of that energetic connection, the faster you will be able to recover from your relationship. So just, just do it. So limited communication pathways, stop following them on social media, get your friends on board. So say you do all this, but you still get triggered, right? Happens, just happened to me. So what's happening? Well, normally it's one of two things. Either you have past trauma that's getting triggered and, or it can be both. You have unresolved past interactions with this person, with your ex that are getting triggered. So I'll give you an example. I have a client who feels unsafe whenever she hears from her ex and she didn't have this feeling when they were together. They broke up for a lot of reasons and he's not you know, necessarily a good person to her, but she doesn't have a specific experience with him where she ever felt unsafe. But now what's happening is when she gets this communication from him, he was triggering her memories from her childhood. She was raised by her stepfather and he was an angry, horrible man took her, took his anger out on her and her siblings. And it was unpredictable and scary. Now, when her ex randomly gets in touch with her, she feels scared. She feels afraid the way she did when she was younger. And so we worked with this and this understanding allowed her to remain calmer with herself. When she felt this trigger, she is able to show up for herself in a way that she couldn't when she was younger And she's now the parent that can keep herself safe by setting proper boundaries about how and when her ex can contact her. Getting a random text from him feels scary. It triggers her fear. So they had to shift the way that they can communicate. So the other situation is when you have unresolved conflict with your ex specifically, right? So maybe you had poor communication or one of you was passive aggressive or simply one was the other was aggressive. Regardless, if you have specific things that you are still holding on to, any new thing is going to be a trigger. And so this is true for, I mean, I can't say 100%, but it's really close to people who have divorced and have to co-parent. We have things that we just haven't been able to work through. Reasons that you broke up, reasons that you left the marriage, reasons that you got divorced, which 
you know, are unresolved and you're, you're not going to be able to react appropriately to this person until you resolve that past. So, you know, don't worry, you don't have to resolve these past issues together. This is something you can do for yourself with a therapist, a coach, you can do group support, journaling, you can talk to a friend. This is where the work comes in. If you're thinking, how can I possibly find the time to process and let go of the past when the present and new frustrations are coming so quickly? I hear you, but that's not how it happens every day, right? We do kind of come in these waves where things are going okay and then they're really not, and then they're going okay and then they're really not. And when they're really not, maybe you don't have time to process right in that moment, but you will later, right? So I hear you, you're not going to be able to do any of this if you don't prioritize it. And you might have a lot of things on the priority list, but this is a really important one. This is about your kids and it's about your family and it's about you. So prioritize yourself. You have to set aside time to work through this stuff. That's why I like working with my therapist. She holds me accountable for showing up for myself every week. Otherwise, it's too easy to slide myself to the bottom of the priority list. Easy peasy to do it. So you have to promise yourself that you will prioritize you and working through some of this. It will go faster than you realize. And you'll see immediate results. Getting a witness to your frustrations and feeling supported and seen are the quickest ways to release past frustrations. So again, if it's not what you're able to do right now, then at the very least, remind yourself that your frustrations and resentment cups with this person, right, with your ex are almost full or maybe overflowing. And so any new interaction is going to get lost in the mess and be triggering for you. So at the very least, you can give yourself the gift of acknowledging that you're the one being triggered and it's because you haven't been able to take the time to clean out that closet of crud. It gives you a little bit of perspective. Instead of this person is the problem, it's this person is triggering all of this stuff that you need to work on, that you can clear up. It's like giving that box of mementos back to your ex. You can keep all that crud for as long as you want, but when you're ready to let it go, you will finally be free and you will be triggered so much less when you clear all that crud out. So good luck. Reach out, raisingglobetrotters.com. You can find me on my website.